0: radioinfluence.com Alright ladies and gentlemen this is a new podcast and we have a great panel I'm DJ Don Pablo and it's called Talking Schmutz <laughs> and uh, we're just going to sound off about stuff and, and you know, I'm going to introduce you along with uh, B-More, a friend of mine say hello B-More Hello, B-Moore. <laughs> uh, today we have uh, Third Leg Greg uh, on the first episode, a.k.a. Greg Wolf, Thank the you. voice of the lightning. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate voice it. voice of USF. Sorry about that. That's okay. So, how did I come up with 3LG? Why don't you tell the world about yourself?
1: Um, I mean, there's a, it's a very long story, but I'll give you the short end of that one. <laughs> um, when I started in radio, I started for the Hooters on the radio show. Uh, with the legendary, uh, BL and, uh, Lynn Austin, who was the, uh, you know, she was the poster child or poster girl, I should say for, uh, the Hooters brand. And so, uh, they had a show here in the market on, um, uh, AM station here called 760 WBDN, which is actually above where 98 rock used to be. Uh, over there in feather sound back in the day. So that's like that whole radio world between Ron Diaz and and Bubba. And it was just, it was a crazy time in radio, but that, but that morning show was also a spinoff of Ron Diaz and the Ron and Ron show like Lynn and Fez and all those guys. So my brother worked at a restaurant in, in the area at the time, the guys in the kitchen used to listen to their morning show. One day their, their restaurant got chosen to kind of bring food down to get the pub. You know how it is in radio, you bring in food, you get the free mention. So my brother's restaurant was chosen. He asked me, Hey, you want to go with me? I was like, sure, man, I'll go check that out with you. And, uh, you know, you hear these morning shows on the radio and they sound larger than life. And then you get to the actual radio station and we're like, we're sitting in a podcast (laughs) studio and this huge morning show. And it was literally half the size of the room that we're in. And I'm like, my mind was blown. Like it sounded like this massive morning production and it's in a, they're in a closet. (laughs) And so that was the first thing that kind of intrigued me. And it just happened to be that that day, the girls were talking about why men don't like to shop. Lynn Austin was married to, a um, uh, professional baseball player was it uh, Dalton? Um, so and so, you know, she lived that world of a professional uh, athlete's wife, and so I don't know what their conversation or how they got on. Men don't like to shop, but I grew up in retail. My mom worked for Saks Fifth Avenue and Macy's, so we were around that world. So I was listening to them. And I'm like, this is BS, like what they're talking about right now. So when I had my moment to go in with my brother to deliver the food and whatever, I just couldn't keep my mouth shut. And I was like, can I just say something real quick? And I was like, do you know, some guys do like to shop and and they do know stuff about fashion. They were like, who is this kid? Shut that! Who is this guy? And so there became this natural banter between me and the girls. Um, and it just was very natural. And so when it was over, I was like, that was so much fun. I was like, do you guys need an intern? I'm going to USF. I'm in mass comm. And I was like, this is so much fun. And they're like, we, we have no idea. We've never had anybody ask us to be an intern before for our show. <laughs> like we're not worthy enough of an intern. So oh, wow, they said, talk to our GM. And I went to the GM and sure enough, he, uh, I said, I, can I be an intern for this morning program? And he's like, I think you have to go through the proper channels at your university to get school credit and all that. And I was like, okay, let me find out. Went back to my My professor at USF and my mass comm department said, hey, I have an opportunity. You know, you encourage this, these these internships, like it's part of what we're supposed to do. And he's like, you're absolutely right. So I'm gonna give you a bunch of paperwork, you fill it out, you bring it to your general manager at the station, he fills it out. And so yes, you can get college credit for this. And so um, that's kind of how I got my foot in the door in radio and uh, just like as an intern is in radio, I became their do boy uh, for quite some time. Like literally, go get me coffee, go pick up my dog from the cleaners, go get my dry cleaning. I literally was their bitch boy. And one morning um, they, uh, or actually that was when, um, before the Buccaneer Stadium was built, it was Houlihan Stadium, they were just you know talking about raising taxes in Tampa. This half cent tax thing was this big thing and it got approved in Tampa to build what is now Raymond James Stadium. And so that was the big news story. And so that one morning they woke up and they were like, We we actually have we have a we have a kid that we're not utilizing to do street goon stuff. And so <laughs> they they decided that we're gonna start sending Greg out to do stuff that's newsworthy and kind of do street goon stuff. And so Uh, this is where the name third leg Greg came from. So we go out to, so that morning or maybe that week, or I don't remember, it was so long ago. Um, they had groundbreaking at, you know, like they normally do with the tent and they bring out the dignitaries and everybody's got the shovel. And so that was the big news the morning prior. The next day they said, we're sending Greg out to the stadium. And I didn't know why. They said, Greg, your dad works in construction. you got a hard hat and a shovel. I was like, yeah. Do you have a flannel shirt? They were so stereotypical of the construction. <laughs> guy. I was like, I got it all. <laughs> and so th- my dad worked in construction, so I had it all. So like, hey, uh, get get all that stuff. And uh, we want to send you out to, uh, to Raymond James Stadium. Uh, or which is now Raymond James stadium to, to uh, start digging. And I didn't really know what was going on. So I called them from the station. And again, this is like in the early days of cell phones, I had a little earpiece and the whole nine and I go out there and it's fenced off, you know, at Raymond James stadium. So, um, I called them at the station. I'm like, Hey, I'm here. What am I supposed to do? And they said, did you see, you see where the uh, area is from the groundbreaking? I said, yeah, they're like, okay, well, we want you to go where they, where they had the groundbreaking ceremony and start digging. <laughs> and I was like, well, here's the problem guys. It's fenced, it's fenced. It's like fenced in. And, uh, there was like a, um, a security trailer or whatever, the construction trailer, not too far off in the distance, Perfect. and yeah. So they're like, uh, you know, well, hey man, you know, we sent you to do something. You got to figure out uh, figure out a way to do it. So I was like, all right, well, let me call you guys back in a few. So I literally just hopped the fence. I threw the <laughs> shovel over. I hopped the fence, and they still had the t- they still had the tent up and everything, bro. It's so ballsy. So bro, again, I was 19 ball. years old, you know, and I'm t- I'm on morning radio, and so I didn't care. Um, so I got in there and I called them back. I'm like, okay, I got in. I'm not gonna tell you how I got in, but I got in. What are we doing? They're like, we want you to start digging. So I'm like, okay. So I start digging, and literally, you could hear like the shovel going in the dirt. And I and I didn't understand the the setup, but on the radio, they were talking about, well, Greg, you know, we're all uh, residents of Tampa Bay. We all paid this half cent tax, so we as the <laughs> residents of Tampa want to hurry this damn stadium up because oh, wow. Hand Stadium was such a dump. So we want to hurry this process up. So we're sending our internist start digging as a taxpayer. Right. So that was the setup. And so I would, they would check in with me every 15 minutes or so. They'd call me back. are Are you still digging? I was working up a sweat the whole nine. And so finally, um, Somebody house? somebody from the security trailer. I was
0: wondering where the hell is security. Yeah, yeah, so this finally, whole time.
1: yeah, so finally this guy sees what's going on and starts walking towards me. And I tell him, Oh God, guys, somebody's coming to me, They're like, chill. We're gonna feed you lines. Just be, be calm. We're gonna, you know, cause I can only imagine the conversation that's getting ready to happen. So he comes up, he's like, Hey man, he's like, uh what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, you know, the, the union sent me out here, you know. I guess they wanted us to keep working, so you know, and I'm some feeding them this BS. And so again, I don't quite remember all the details of that conversation, but I, again, I'm 19 years old. I'm cocky. Uh, and so we kind of got into it a little bit. Like I got a little <laughs> I'm out of control. That. Yeah. I'm I got a little, little out of control. That. I started like throwing attitude stuff. And I'm like, I don't know you, man. Go get your boss. You know, he's not a part of the union. Like I'm spitting just weird stuff. And so finally uh, he gets pissed off uh, and he makes a call. And sure enough, uh, here comes a cop, right? And cop, I see the cop like coming around the corner. And so they had already hung up on the phone. So now I'm by myself and I've got a security guy who's like pissed off and here comes a police officer. Sure enough, what do I do? I start running for no reason. Perfect. Drop the shovel, just take off like Ricky and Boys the Boys in the Hood, bro. I just took off. And so sure the cop is literally driving next to me, just slow roll with his window down. like, Hey man, you wanna you wanna stop running? And I was like, damn it, man. Yeah. So I, I'm literally almost in tears. Like I thought like, I was going to jail, right? Not like this,
0: not like no, this. No, I was like, This is I'm not good. Slow as Ricky. I literally was I thought I was gonna get
1: lit up. Uh so that was that. So um
0: <laughs> slow roll
1: so I tell the officer, I'm like, listen, I, I panicked. And I said, yeah. uh, I, you know, I'm sorry. I said, it's a radio, it's a radio stunt. Uh, you and came clean. I, I came clean. So li- little did he know that underneath the flannel shirt, I had a Hooters on the radio, t uh, t-shirt underneath my, my shirt. And I said, listen, man, I'm just a college kid. They sent me out here. I didn't want to do this. I'm trying to like, I'll like try to tear up, like see if it's going to work. <laughs> and so I give him the whole spiel, which I know we're talking schmutz. I give him the whole spiel. There we go. And uh, he's he's like, are you done? And I was like, I'm I'm going to jail, aren't I? He goes, he goes, no. I was just listening to that on the radio on the way over here. Oh, I had to like, come shit. see it for myself. I was like, man. Was right. So yeah, he wanted to see for himself, and I'm like, so I'm not going to jail. He's like, he's like, no. He goes, but technically, you are trespassing. The guys from security said, you know, I said, look, man, it's a radio, but that's all it was. He's like, he goes, it was kind of funny to send taxpayers out there to start digging the stadium, so. Little did I know that I did not hang up the phone when, <laughs> the, uh, when the situation started to jump off. And when I started to run, you could hear it on the radio. You hear the shoo, 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 and then it goes dead. And so dial tone. And so on the radio, they're like, oh my God, oh my God. Right. Like, you got so the or GM of the station kicks in the studio door. He's like, all of you, off the air, now, my office. Oh, and so they're all like, oh my God, Like we're gonna lose our jobs. We just got our intern arrested. And so he, <laughs> again, thinks that I'm going to jail. So, I'm with the police officer. I didn't know any of this. So this all of Tampa at the time. I mean, people were yeah, people are listening (laughs) to the whole situation. So um, so, so I called the GM and I was like, Jerry, I'm here with the cops. He's like, dude, I'm so, so he's like, I'm so mad at them. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to jail. Okay. But the police officer needs to talk to you. So cop talks to him or whatever. And I was like, before you hang up, Jerry, do they know that I'm not arrested? And he's like, no, they think we all think you got arrested. I said, please don't tell them I'm not arrested. Perfect. And as I'm heading back to the station, Perfect. I I want to hear what they're going to have like, cause <laughs> to let cover. them think, right. Let them right. freak out a little bit. You know, you guys did put me in a bad situation. And so it was pretty good to listen for that 20 minute ride over the bridge to hear them be like, guys, this, this might be our last show. And <laughs> we haven't heard from Greg. And they're like, man, he was running like he had three legs. And so literally the girls were like, he was like, like, like BL had this weird way of saying words and, and things that came out of her mouth her vernacular and she was like, it was like a third leg. And so it became this third leg, right? he was running so fast from the cops. It's like he had three legs. <laughs> and so I listened to them talk about how they think that they're gonna go and they're probably gonna get in trouble and the whole nine. And literally like five minutes left into the show push open the door and I'm like, I got oh, you mother Christ. effers. are like, wait a minute, that was all staged. I'm like, no, I should have gone to jail, but thank God that the cop was not <laughs> him his name. I'm like, thank God he was listening and t- you guys put me in a bad situation that's effed up and so, I gained their respect. I gained the market's respect that day for doing that. And the name Third Leg Greg kind of stuck. And ever since that day, they would send me on these crazy missions to go (laughs) do stuff, embarrassing, crazy stuff. But again, 19 years old. Yep. 19 years old in college, Uh, You know, working for the Hooters on the radio morning show, you know, I got caught up in all of that world and just kind of ran with that persona. And that's kind of what led me on my radio career (laughs) path to where I'm at today, which is crazy to say. So,
0: well, what happened the following week when the ratings came out? Did they go through the roof? They had to. Well, here's the
1: thing. Like it's, it was, they were on AM and so as we now all know back then that was Arbitron and that was a whole different way of getting ratings. So I don't know if the AM world back then was competing necessarily with the FM dial. So... They obviously had ratings because they had sponsors. They had big sponsors. And obviously Hooters was their title sponsor. So. Um, again, I wasn't privy to all of that because I was their intern. I eventually started board hopping and learning as part of the internship, how to run the board. How do I produce a commercial? Um, show me, what do you, you do in a, a 60 minute clock? Cause you guys do this 60 minute clock and you have stop sets. And I learned the radio business from the producer guy, the Jason Floyd basically of that stage. I, I sat with him cause I'm like, if you're gonna send me to do errands and crap, that's great for 20 minutes, but what am I doing the other three hours I'm yeah. here. So I took it upon myself to learn and so that's how I ended up with the third leg Greg shows because my final project of that internship, I went to the GM, I said, I've learned how to board up. I was doing part-time work for him doing like religious programming and all sorts of stuff on the weekends, making money actually like hourly work. And so I asked him, I said, is my final project, would you let me have one hour show on the weekend? I don't care if it's two in the morning to let me have like a final project where I can put together a show for an hour. And he's like, Greg, you've absolutely busted your ass. He goes, I will totally do that. Not only will I do that for you, I'm going to give you a prime time slot at Sat- on a Saturday night, at wow. eight o'clock. Even though it was on AM is Saturday night, at eight o'clock. And I'll let you one up that by I'm gonna allow you to go sell your own commercial spots. Oh. So he goes, you got to put me together the clock though. Show me the 60 second clock. You can have three stop sets. I'm like, well, how many commercials can I have in each stop set? You can, you can have up to five minutes of each stop set time. I'm like, so I've got 15 total minutes of my hour I can use for commercials. Perfect. thinking I'm gonna sell all that. Come, I'm a 19 year old kid. Yeah, Where am no I gonna get, yeah, no So, but I was hungry, so. I went to every mom and pop shop I could find because I lived in Carrollwood at the time. I found a, a consignment shop. I found a pizza place, a bagel shop. I just went to them. I said, I'm a college kid. I have a radio program on Saturday night on 760, home of the Hooters on the radio morning show, um, 50 bucks. I'll give you two commercials. You write and tell me what you want in your commercial. I'll produce it. You'll get to hear it before it ever runs on the radio and you'll have two of them that will run during my hour. I guess I sold myself because I got like eight, or nine places to buy in at 50 bucks a pop. Oh, damn right. Give, right, so the one thing I learned though on radio after we air checked um, that Monday coming back after my first show, which again, I, bu- I booked my own guest. My buddy who I went to USF with was uh, a production assistant at MTV for the summer. Awesome interview. I was writing music reviews for a hip hop magazine called The Hive Hip Hop Magazine in Tampa. I had the creator Russell, I had him on my show. We did an Ebor update. Where are the hot spots in Ebor tonight when Ebor was really jumping back where there was all sorts of like EDM stuff and like when Pleasure Dome was going on and Empire? Like, so I had, I put together content for the show. And so, that that Monday morning, when I went in to, to talk to my GM about how he thought the show was, he's like, it actually wasn't terrible. He goes, however, I would make a suggestion that next time you probably get somebody else to voice a commercial because it went from Greg's show to yeah. Greg's commercial to Greg's commercial to Greg's, <laughs> commercial, to Greg's commercial to That's Greg's so commercial. Funny. It literally was the Greg show because it was like hey this is so and so for you know so and so consignment shop. Hey, have you guys tried this bagel shop? Hey, have you had this pizza? And it was just like you probably want to get somebody else to do the voice work. But again, I was I didn't know um So that Monday morning, again, BDN was brokered radio, which we have here in Tampa on WHNZ, which means people can come in and buy airtime. And it's it's mainly political lawyers, doctors, and they do it to this day. Do they choose
0: time slot, though? It was available.
1: okay. you know what I mean? And so they pay for that that airtime. And then sometimes they'll pay like a Jason to come in and board up the show. And so that exists that station at that time. That's what it was broker radio. So I knew that learning the, you know, the tricks of the trade there. So that Monday morning when my internship was up, I said, Jerry, just, you know, humor me. If I was to keep that one hour on Saturday night at eight o'clock, what would you charge me for for the hour? And lists. he was like, ah, you know, it's funny, Greg. I appreciate. It. I was like, I'm dead. Serious. I'm being dead serious right now. If you were to charge me, what would you charge me for the hour? And he was like, if we were being serious, man, like, I, 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 I don't know, like, for you, a hundred bucks. Whoa, that was it. And so I literally threw down whatever cash I made on the compressor, like 500, 600 bucks. I said, book Perfect. me, book me six weeks. Yeah. He goes, Are you serious? I'm like, looks pretty. Legit money to me. Yeah. <laughs> Looks green so to me. So he was like, uh okay, done. And so that's how the third leg Greg show started. Wow. And so uh I brought in DJ Cramtronics, who was uh one of the co-founders of Tampa Hip Hop uh, with Sam Uh and I brought in Cramtronics to be my DJ. Uh so again, third leg Greg Show, AM station. We're talking ninety seven, uh 9697 in Tampa. And so there was the only station in Tampa then was FLZ. And so, I didn't like the music that was on FLZ. I thought there was, they just played more top 40 pop. I'm like, there's hip. Why is no station in Tampa playing hip hop? I came from DC, Baltimore and huge stations up there coming down here. I was like, this is not, this is not good. It's not okay. Now what part, what part are you from exactly? I'm from Columbia, Maryland, which is literally right in between Baltimore and DC. He knows what time it is. So yeah, yeah, there it is. Maryland all day, man. All day. 301 player. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) yeah. So, um, so, I brought in Cram and he literally lugged up his turntables and sat them on like a, 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 ledge. Cause we only had a small ledge of a window and he would bring his turntables up. So I had a live DJ sound effects were on cart machines. I literally <laughs> had to put carts in oh, and no hit a button, way. bro. Yeah. I mean, it was literally old that's school. Labor stuff. Intensive it right was there. super labor intensive. You had to create your own imaging and it was, it was a whole situation, but that was my first taste of radio. And, um, again, that led into 98 and that's when wild 98, seven, uh, came on the scene and, uh, having some radio experience in the market and doing my thing. I, I did everything i could to get my foot in the door there and ended up on the street team after like six interviews it was ridiculous for a part-time job um but i knew once again i got my foot in the door i'm gonna learn every aspect of this business and uh that's exactly what i did and then you know the rest was history seven years of number one rated show in tampa on the radio so I mean, led me to where i'm at today and when i first came down to
0: florida i was listening to you on 98 7 at the time yep and it was it was uh, I believe it was on Sundays, mm-hmm. right? And it was all old school, like but was well, just there was blah. two shows.
1: I did one show with Cut Creator, which is LL Cool J's DJ. Mm-hmm. Which when I found out I was going to be doing the thunderstorm with LL Cool J's DJ, I literally lost my mind. I'm like, are you serious? Like I was part time. I'm like, you're going to put me with Cut Creator? Like I was about to say you said leg- that Yeah, show, man. I was like, what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you're going to do the show, and he's going to bring his turntables up. And first I'm like, well, why is Cut Creator in Tampa? Uh, and then they're like, well, he's got family here, and so. Um, but the problem became, he started going and doing shows again with with LL and stuff. And so he wasn't there all the time. And so it kind of like led astray after, after a while. But that was the very first was the thunderstorm. That's crazy. And then when I was on the air doing nights, um, when I had left, uh, at the end of my contract twenty two thousand 2005 2006 that's when i started working for the lightning in marketing for the lightning in 06 and they brought me back um to wild in 07 and i started hosting the sunday session and that was a show that drew in orlando Uh, had always talked about doing a show like that, but didn't know who the right fit was to host it. And when they came up with that concept, they're like, this is going to be so perfect for Greg to host. And so they kind of ran that idea by me and they said, it's going to be B-sides. It's not going to be your typical, we're not nothing you're going to hear on the Sunday sessions, anything you hear on wild during the week, it's going to be B-sides. It's going to be like, you know, not your typical hip hop, not necessarily underground, but just not as, you know, I mean, there was some popular music on there as well, but it was more the stuff that you're not going to hear, you know, really? more like serious yeah. satellite kind of hip hop stuff. And so um, I loved that show. And you it had really to, started because
0: p- now you're on FM. So you had a bigger reach. Correct. And you, you really
1: and took f- that off the ground. Was that a tough sale? Not really, because uh, again, it was a niche program. Um, but it was Sunday afternoons when people are at the beach, people are chilling at the house like, and, to not have to hear the same songs you hear on the radio all during the week to be like, this is refreshing. And then I was hosting it and Damn, right. interviews and just, you know, I know that the DJs wanted to start mixing live. Like I know JB came in a couple of times to mix live. Cause he's like, this is, I want to mix this music. Like we don't get to stay, we have to stay in those boundaries sometimes. So to go on Sundays and be able to open up my catalog and go deep, um, that was a treat. So, I loved, I absolutely loved doing that show. And again, the only reason I stopped doing it is because then I got hired at iHeart. Um, and they were like, hey man, if you know, if you're know you gonna be doing promotions for our stations. You can't be doing the show on Beasley. And, and I was like, I get it. So I gotta go where the money is. Wow. And so that's where it kind of ended.
0: And then, so I'm, I, we gotta wrap this up shortly. So after that, you went to Street Laced. And uh, that's yep. how you and I got affiliated in street lace does what? So what?
1: street lace is now like a full fledged marketing and promotions company here in Tampa that provides DJs Damn and entertainers right. for the biggest avenues in the city from the city of Tampa to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning, IMG Academy, USF, uh, the Florida Aquarium, Zoo Tampa, at Lowry Park, you name it. Um, so providing all their DJs and entertainers. Um, we do grassroots marketing for local brands and businesses, even now national brands where they want to do some non-traditional marketing in the market, not just the standard TV and radio spots. They want to do some different kind of stuff. Um, They come to us for staffing needs to set things up, break things down, data collection, all of that. Um, you know, we have street teams that go and do boots on the ground and door hangers on in neighborhoods. And so we do that, those kind of services, social media services as well. So, uh, event hosting and creation, um, you know, a lot of these companies come to us because they have an idea and they have a budget, but they have no idea how to get from point A to point B. And so they come to us and say, this is our vision bring it to life. Damn and so right. that's kind of what we do. We utilize all of our resources and, and um, you know, we put all the pieces of the puzzle together for them. And that's kind of what we've built the brand into, which started as a record label marketer and promotions. That's why the company's called street laces. Cause we originally were, we lacing the streets with music. It's kind of blazes background. My business partner, he was working for the rec- major record labels in the Tampa market as their liaison. I was on the air at Wild and that you know, we our worlds were intertwined. And when I left the radio world, he approached me and said he could use some help. I said, well, maybe instead of me working for you, let's find a common ground. Let's start a legit company together, but I gotta bring some other things to the table to make it, you know, uh, even so so to speak and that's what happened and so um over the last i mean that started in 0506 so we're in 2021 now nice. so the company has grown exponentially over the years more so in the last 5 years when we left the corporate world and have focused 100% on building the brand in tampa and you know we're proud of what we've done we're proud of the reputation we're proud of the the, the team that we've built obviously you're a part of that team uh, and Love we're thankful squad. to have you. the squad's amazing and, i mean squad. They've, we've, we've really taken the passion and put it into our brand and um you know we've really brought the best of the best in the city those that can showcase the city doesn't matter race sex age you know style whatever we have the right person for the job uh and they're the most professional in the city and it's been proven time and time again otherwise we wouldn't be keep getting calls from the city of tampa and the florida aquarium and the tampa bay light and the buccaneers and so on so this that yeah i mean honestly street lace has been very instrumental in, in my
0: success you guys opened up a lot of doors for me so Uh, You know, I'm street laced for life. so For life. For life.
1: Yeah, I know you got a whole bunch of DJs talking schmutz. Uh, I do need to send you a Yiddish quiz. Uh, You can Uh do that later on the show. Oh, perfect. My mom actually sent it to me, and I took the (laughs) test myself, and I passed it. I was really surprised that I got 100% on it. I'm sure I won't. But I'm curious to see what you would score on that. All right. Yeah, send that to me. Oh, I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) We will. uh, (laughs) I got to see if I can find it quickly, because I don't know if I have it quick, and I know you got to go, and you got other people. But if I can find it quickly, quickly uh we might be able to do it if i can find it quickly um oh i did i found it here right, we go run it. yiddish lingo okay let's play all right what word means audacity and incredible guts shmedrick chutzpah or drek? chutzpah okay blank <laughs> no i'll tell you at the end blank is a term of endearment for all ages Shmo, kaboynik bubbla Bubala. Okay. Schmo is a slang term for somebody that is not very smart, very old, or very slow. Okay. What's your answer? Oh, wait, run that back. <laughs> 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 Who's wait, the Schmo it was. now? Damn uh, it. Oh, uh, Schmo. <laughs> <laughs> Exhibit A. I think yeah, you yeah, exhibited yeah. A. Schmo is a slang term for someone that is not very smart, All right. very old, or very slow. Uh, very slow? Okay. Well, find no, out. Not probably. very
0: smart. It's definitely the first one. Which of the following <laughs>
1: might make a mother? Kvel, which is spelled K V E L L their child doing something reckless, their child becoming a doctor or their child disobeying them, which one might make a mother kvel? D- uh disobeying. What's another way to say snack piddle poots or nosh. Nosh. It's an easy one there. Schmooze. You better get this one right. Damn right. It means to drink alcohol, chat or make small talk or kiss. B. Okay. Took us is a slang word for what? A bra, a dinner, or butt? Butt. You're doing That's pretty good, right. man. If someone says, I want to eat a bissel first, what do they mean? <coughs> they want to eat a lot first, they want to eat a bagel first, or they want to eat a little bit first? A little bit first. Good guess. To kvetch, <laughs> K-V-E-T-C-H. Kvetch means to whine or complain, draw, or run errands? Run errands. Who might you call your Zadie? Your brother, your grandfather, or your friend? Your grandfather. Who is a shishka? A shiksa. Sorry, a shiksa. A famous person, a non Jewish girl, or your rabbi's son. A shiksa. B. That's right. Uncle Jacob's blank is a card trick. Shtick, nosh, schmutz. <laughs> well, you better get this one right. Uncle Jacob's <laughs> blank is a card trick. Shtick, nosh, schmutz. Schmutz. Wrong. It's a stick. <laughs> stick. You're it's a stick. Showy <laughs> schmutz. Which is talking smack. Talking like, talking like smack. how do you get that one wrong? I know. My bad. When your bubby gives you a long spiel, that means she has what? A gift for you, a very detailed story, or speech, or a nice hairdo. Speech. Your bubby says you have a shana punum, meaning you have a sad attitude, you have a round belly, or you have a beautiful face. Mm. shana punum. Brown belly. It's a beautiful face. My grandfather used to call me that. Damn it. When so something is nonsense or craziness, it's spikies, schmata, or meshuggatus.
0: Meshuggatus.
1: You've got some schmutz means what? You're really smart. You have fruit or you have dirts or stains. Dirt or stains. <laughs> you better get that one
0: right. It's the name of your show.
1: Giving unwanted advice is called gotkies, kibitz, or Gornished. Gornished. Your mom was verklempt at your bat mitzvah. You better know that from Saturday Night Live with uh, Mike Myers. She's all verklempt. Your mom was verklempt at your bat mitzvah. She was so happy she had no words. She's angry or jealous. Uh, no words. Very good. What do you call, last two, what do you call someone that does a good deed? A mashuguner, a bum bum, or a minch? Minch. What do you say to wish someone good luck or congratulations? Oy vey, shachki, Mazatov. Let's see what you got. Calculating results. <laughs> uh, you can just look at the score before me. The baby's his. Well, no, no. And the survey says What I get? Amen. Uh, I'm in? I'm one of you guys? You're 100%. Yeah, did I? That's not right. Nah, that can't be right. Of course it is. That's not 100%. Probably. I am I always remember. 100%. All right. Maybe you did because I hit all the right answers because I didn't want you to look like an ass on your uh, own show. Yeah, but, so. but, but, oh, that is a plausible that's not scenario. That's <laughs> So I'm glad you're talking schmutz.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's the first segment, and uh, we're going to go bring in another guest. Can cool. we give him your socials? Let's give him your socials.
1: Yes, please do. Follow me on uh, IG, Twitter, at Third Greg. That's 3RDLegGreg. And uh, that segment
0: was brought to you by Creating Smiles Dental. They have an uh, an office in Clearwater. They also have one in Saint Petersburg. I go to them. I love them. So do I. Uh, nice. Yeah, b More goes there as well. And uh, th- how do you feel about them? I like them. They're great, man. They're they're the the most positive lady group. They're, it's a bunch of gr- bunch of ladies. They're the most positive ladies I've ever. It's you know the dentist man. You go in there with nightmares, but you actually come <laughs> out of there after yeah. And, and, left and that's always right been now. a fear of mine. So. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, shout out to them. And uh, Greg, I appreciate uh, you being on the first episode. That's I appreciate like it, man. You.
1: I'm glad I burst your uh, your cherry, so to speak. Yeah, damn right. Damn I appreciate that, right. man. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, it's
0: talking Schmutz. Stand by for the next episode.